And welcome to another episode of Literally Actually with Siren Haley. And we do have another special guest today. We wanted to give a warm welcome to Harriet Hunt, who has agreed to be featured for today. We're going to keep you all in a little bit of suspense on what exciting things she has done before and what she's currently doing because it's time for supernatural banter. Supernatural banter. Super casual. (laughs) Yeah, that we didn't plan. Um, So Haley, why don't you take it away with the question? Okay, yeah. So today's question is, what movie or book would you like to be the main character of? That's an interesting question. (laughs) I guess my favorite movie is Spirited Away. Uh, I even have like this, you know, tattoo of no face. Um, (laughs) And I don't know, I just think that being the main character of that movie is just, it's such happy vibes and it's like so interesting. She's going on like an adventure the whole time and I really like that. Wow. I just, so I don't know what that movie is. Mm. So she she goes on an adventure or what, what kind of adventure? Yeah. So you want to tell it? You tell it. It's kind of like confusing to explain. I guess uh, this girl like goes into... Uh, kind of like a carnival thing um, or like it's like a bathhouse uh, filled with mm-hmm. spirits and basically she has to rescue her parents uh, they get turned into pigs <laughs> and so yeah. she has to like <laughs> basically get a job there um, and then like communicate with all the spirits and figure out how to best save her parents uh, so she's like a story about her making all these like friends on the way and learning about the place uh, and then at the end, like, she gets reunited with her parents. I That's It's an cool. animated movie. Oh, it's okay. a Studio Ghibli movie. I I have it. We can watch. I named. I have a cat named Haku. I, oh, love I love that. that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. See, I would have known where that name came yeah. from. Wow. All right. Harriet's my new podcast, uh, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. have a cat named Haku. So what about you, Great. Haley? What? Um, so the first thing that comes to mind... The very first thing is, have you guys seen Parks and Recreation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've, even though I'm not really a politics gal, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, w- I am Leslie Nope. I would love to be <laughs> Leslie Nope in every single way besides the government. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't know. I think it's just because, like, <laughs> she's kind of crazy and, like, kind of yeah. scatterbrained. But, um, yeah, I think that's that's who I would be. I like I like her. I like that she like obsesses over days. I think that's really funny. Like she obsesses over like birthdays, like doing things for people and like I don't know, just creating good relationships with her friends. So I would want to be in that role, I think. I definitely mm-hmm. aspire to be as on top of things and as organized as her. That would be nice. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so I always like to not think about these questions beforehand so I can be like, oh, on the spot and not rehearsed. But then we run into the downside of that is we run into moments like this where I'm like, oh, I have no idea. Spirited Away was such a good answer. That is one of my top, like, I would say five movies. Um, I I can't, I struggle. Have you seen Howl's Moving Castle? Yeah, not a while though. Oh, uh, so I, I'm assuming you like Spirited Away. Since you got a tattoo, I'm assuming you like that one better. It's, yeah, definitely my favorite. I've probably seen it, like, a billion times at this point. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I, I feel like I, I could be a, the main character of Howl's. Meaning, like, I literally feel like I could be Howl. Not even just, like, the girl that he falls in love with, because he's, like, a mess. And actually, I used to quote... I'm, 
go with that. I'm going to say Howl's Moving Castle, but I'm going to plot twist and not be the the female lead. I would be Howl because I feel like he's um, a little bit of a perfectionist, but if he can't get something right, then... (laughs) I have these moments where, like, one of his quotes is he tries to dye his hair a few times, and um, I can't. I think his hair is like a natural, like the way he likes it is like this really bright white color, and so he dyes it, and then it ends up going like a bunch of different colors, and finally it ends up being black, and then he's like super depressed because he's like my beautiful hair, <laughs> and the quote is. I see no point in living if I can't be beautiful. <laughs> so it's just like that overly dramatic with like the stupidest Just thing forget it. Yes. Life is ruined. <laughs> I mean, like, that's me. Okay. Like, yeah. Interesting. My, yeah, my inner me. Not a lot of people see okay, that Okay, okay. But that's, that's what's going on here. That's what's going on here. You go. No, you go. Okay. I'm Haley. And I'm Thyra. We love learning. We love discovering. And we love talking. Are we experts on literally everything? Absolutely not. But how will we learn if we never start the conversation? So, we hope you'll join us for this literal journey. All right. So, here at Lash, we go through a somewhat intense and and totally not weird stalking process for our guests. (laughs) So neither me nor Syra knew Harriet beforehand, but we found her through social media. Syra actually clicked on the Instagram hashtag STEM tag, um, and we just had to find a way to get this lady on to our podcast. Yeah, and actually what, what first caught her eye was that she had been an intern at NASA, and obviously there's way more to her personality than that, but that's a cool uh, thing that Haley and I thought was cool. So we wanted to know more about that. So we're excited to hear more about that journey. Exactly. And that only scratches the surface of the cool things we saw on her social media platforms, Mm -hmm. um, different awards that she has received, uh, different things she's done. I even saw a picture with Bill Nye. Um, And that's maybe something that all the little scientists in us (laughs) wanted to have one day. So yes, thank you again. We're so excited to have you on here. My little elevator pitch is, um, my name is Harriet. I'm a junior in aerospace engineering at University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign. So obviously, as you know, I interned at NASA um, in Collins Aerospace, and I'm a 2021 uh, Brooke Owens Fellow, which is a fellowship for women and gender minorities in like the aerospace industry. So that's something like really cool that I'm very like proud to call myself a Brooke Owens Fellow uh, this year. Uh, more personally, I'm a like animal lover. I'll have a pet bird and a pet cat. <laughs> and yeah, I have, you know, my dad is an engineer. So I come from like a family of STEM lovers and probably why I am the way I am but (laughs) what kind of engineer is your dad so he studied computer science and mathematics and my mom actually studied uh mechanical engineering was that Um, you were trying to be on the podcast actually yes I'm sorry I thought she would be quiet the whole time when she hears the doors open she thinks someone's coming in so (laughs) (laughs) what's the bird's name her name is Charlie. (laughs) Charlie. Great. Okay. And actually, Haley, I don't know if I'm jumping the gun here, but that makes me want to ask you. um, So your Instagram name is Harrit the Carrot? 
<laughs> so I, I was thinking maybe for a second, maybe your bird's name is Harriet. So what's Harriet? Is that oh, you? It is me. It was like a nickname a friend gave me in middle school when I first made my Instagram. So it was like first Harriet and then it was like Carrot. So that's where the Instagram name comes from. And I've just, it's always been like that. People know it. So I just haven't changed it ever. <laughs> Harriet the Carrot with her parrot. All right. I like it. I like it. Uh, so what what brought you to specifically aerospace engineering? So if, if your dad did um, more of like a computer science. So I guess it, my dad got me my first telescope when I was in like middle school. And I also, I really love to paint. Uh, and I'd always find myself painting like starry scenes, like planets uh, and such. And when I got to high school, uh, I took my first engineering class. And um, through that class, I learned about, uh, like, a camp for girls in engineering, uh, actually through U of I. And I decided, just, like, on a whim to sign up for the aerospace one. Um, So I came to U of I for a week, and I met other girls who had signed up for the aerospace camp. Um, One would soon, like, later be my actual, like, freshman year roommate. And, yeah, we, we just did, like, a basic, like, we built small model rockets uh, and I got to talk to people in the industry and I just thought it was so like so cool and I figured if I want to be an engineer I might as well do the coolest one which is definitely aerospace (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and we want to we want you to talk more about the NASA process because I think we feel like NASA is so like just like far-fetched like what did daunting what did you say like only Stephen Hawking can yeah, get into NASA. Be, kind of, yeah. <laughs> you have to be Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Um, so we do have kind of like you have a, to know time zones <laughs> to get into NASA. <laughs> you can't handle it. <laughs> um, but we do have kind of like this. Oh, we're just going to work at NASA, and um, but only what is it? Only one of us works at NASA. Ooh, all right. So we're then, telling her the full secret. I don't know. Oh, I don't know what you okay. want. I don't know. We we have this. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we think it's funny, which means. Not everybody else necessarily will think it's funny, but we we have our our secret dream is that we both have one job at NASA and we take turns going in. No one can tell the difference between us because we look so much alike. We look so much alike. And yeah, on the days that I feel like going in, I'll go in and Haley will do like home stuff and that way, you know, we work our 40 (laughs) plus hours a week, but we're not burnt out. So that's our dream. I like that. That is really funny. But maybe we should get right into it. So can you tell us a little bit about the NASA experience and and maybe how you got that internship? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So actually, uh, it's funny that you mentioned like it feeling like such a far-fetched like dream. When I was in high school, I like distinctively remember in my like honors chemistry class and I wore a NASA sweatshirt. It was like huge on me, but I wore it like every day. And this kid who's always, like, pushing my buttons was, like, joking around and saying, oh, what, are you going to work at NASA? Like, you would never work at NASA. And I, like, kept thinking about that my whole freshman year at college um, because it was, like, my dream ever since I, like, decided aerospace engineering, you know, I was like, NASA is the goal. I want to work at NASA. I mean, like, most people do. It's, like so awesome to think about and um so freshman year I got to go to a conference so I'm a part of a club this is I guess an important thing about me I'm a part of a club called Illinois Space Society at U of I it was the first thing I got involved with the second I got to school here and 
it's really like paved the way for like all the opportunities I've had. So I went with the club to conference in Huntsville, Alabama, which is where the NASA center I worked at is. And I met a woman who was really, she was an engineer at NASA and she was really huge proponent of helping girls in STEM. So she gave me her email address and she was giving me advice, encouraging me to apply. Um, So I, you know, did what she said. I made login for the application. I got two letters of recommendation. I wrote a bunch of essays. I like catered my resume just for this NASA application. Um, And I ended up getting an interview. And then tragedy struck. I was told that by the hiring manager that she wanted to offer me the job, but she couldn't because my GPA was too low. So I that was at the end of first semester. And I told her, I was, you know, that like crushed me. I cried for so long. Um, and I told her, please save the spot. And I promise you by the end of next semester, my GPA will be high enough. And so I actually failed a class my first semester um, at college. So that was the reason for the GPA being so low. And I decided to retake it uh, and change all my study habits and actually do like well in it. So she thankfully saved the spot for me. Um, You know, I was updating her every like month. Hey, I'm doing a lot better this semester. Like, I promise the GPA will be fine. I can do this. Um, And I guess she liked that I was like so determined. So I did bring my GPA up to the threshold. And um, it was like, so last minute, I, you know, that you usually know, by mid second semester, what you're going to be doing for the summer. And so she told me in like, it was official in May, my last minute had to find a place to live. And I moved down there and it all happened so fast. Um, But yeah, that was like, it wasn't like easy to get there. I definitely like had a lot of women helping me. You know, I had a mentor freshman year too who was helping. He worked actually in the department I ended up working in um, at NASA already. And he helped me like study and get my grades up, prepare for the interview and everything. So like I don't, didn't do it alone. <laughs> First of all, you did all of that and you're scared to talk to us. <laughs> Like, okay. <laughs> that, Harry, that is, like, one of the most inspiring things I've heard it's in a long time. Very empowering. Wow. Especially of failing a class yeah. and then, like, 180-ing it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. You weren't just like, well, oh, well, suck, you, you know, screw NASA. Like, <laughs> no, I just think that's so great. And first of all, like, eat well. I, I say first of all multiple times. There's never a second of all. Everything is, like, a new first of all. Um. But just sharing that with us too, being brave enough to share that with us and our like 25 listeners, you know, like, I think that's really, really cool. So thank you for sharing that. Yes. And I also wanted to comment on that kid that said you're going to be at NASA. Oh, I forgot all about him. Yuck. Yeah. We hate that kid. Yeah. I, I like, it makes me happy to think about like, I wonder what he thinks now. He like, he probably doesn't even remember he said that to me, but I won't forget. And I know that I did it. I proved him wrong. (laughs) yeah good for you it's those things that stick in your head that you just like 
go over and over and over again. So that, yeah, good for you. I think there's like an important balance there too, is hearing something like that and letting it drive you because you didn't let it crush you. You let it drive you. But at the same time, I want us to take words like that and throw them away. We can't let those words stick to us. You know, I I don't want boys and men to be able to, I know it's easier said than done, but they shouldn't have that kind of power in our life. But I'm glad that that's how you use that kind of comment. Yeah, exactly. To make yourself better. I definitely feel like I do that a lot, especially, like I said, you know, just hearing the words, I'm sorry, I can't give you the job because your grades aren't good enough. Instead of like, I I don't think I would have done as well as I did the next semester if I hadn't like been told that and told I couldn't do something because of, you know, failing a class. And then using that to, like, push myself to, you know, if I want to get this job at NASA, I have to get my grades up. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Well, it shows that you were capable all along, though. You know, sometimes we're our biggest saboteurs, you know. we And, and it's it's like the whole process, too, because you were able to bring your grades up and, like, get in, get in there on your, like, your own merit, you know. But... I think even a few steps before that, you were networking, you were making relationships. You know, the reason you even thought maybe I should do this was because you probably were like a respectful, outgoing person enough to like advocate for yourself in that relationship where you met that lady at the conference. So I think that's an important part of our journey too, is networking and standing up for ourselves and stuff like that. Yeah. And what a, and what a great example too, of women supporting women, Yeah, you know, that, that, that girl, that, still helped you get into NASA, you know, didn't give up on you. That mm-hmm. that was awesome as well. Honestly, it's kind of funny to say, but I felt like, so it was my first, you know, real like engineering job. Um, you know, I was actually one of the youngest interns at the center. Uh, most of the interns I worked with were, you know, like well in their 20s or grad students. Um, and so I came in and I was like, did not feel like I was going to do a good job. Um, I was actually doing like a software role, which made my dad very happy. I think cause <laughs> he's the first, he's the one that, who encouraged me to take my first um, coding class in high school. Um, so, you know, he's always like prominent about like, oh, software is the way to go. It's so awesome. So I, <laughs> I worked on the space launch system, flight computer software testing team. So I was in like the space systems department um, and I actually worked mainly with uh, Jacobs employees who are like, it's a company that contracts with NASA. Um, Day to day, I sat in an office with five men uh, at my little desk and made very, (laughs) looking back, like very simple Python scripts, um, like worked with... uh, changing some C++ header files into um, Python tools. I, like, asked a lot of questions. That's probably what I spent most of my time doing, asking questions. And um, on another note, I always, like, tell people this. But I actually spent a lot of my time at NASA reaching out to everyone I possibly could to get tours of different things. So the NASA center I worked at had some old, like, towers for like structural testing on rockets and um then there were different this is actually like by area the largest nasa center because it's on an army base 
Um, so I'd reach out to random people in other departments and be like, hey, can I have a tour of your building? And I'd go with basically the same two other interns, these systems engineer interns, and we would travel, uh, like, be like, okay, I'm, I'm going on a tour. So everyone in my office was like, okay, yeah, go on a tour. Like, that's okay. You're welcome to leave to go learn about NASA. So they were super supportive of me just going off and like exploring. So I'd leave, meet all these other random employees and just like see everything I possibly could, which I think is like, probably I'm, I'm looking back. That's probably the best thing I did there was reach out to everyone and like see as much as I could. Uh, Cause I definitely got to see a lot more than just like a, another intern. I got to like try out like this virtual reality thing and like walk on Mars. And then I got to go up all the testing towers, which was super exciting. Uh, took a lot of cool pictures of everything I possibly could. So this was last year, right? This is two years ago. Two years ago. Okay. Cause you're, are you about to start your junior year? Or are you no, I'm about to end my junior year. So I worked at NASA after freshman year. And then last summer, I worked at uh, Collins Aerospace. Oh, so I thought, sorry, I'm just trying to make sure I understand the timeline because you didn't get to work there when you first applied. Or did they deny you, but then you had time before you actually could start to then bring up that GPA? Yeah, so I was like told that my GPA wasn't good enough my first semester at college like at right, right okay. after like winter like so then basically you I, spring semester to bring it up so then you were ready for summer yeah so it was like I my GPA only consisted of that one semester where I failed um mm-hmm. physics <laughs> and so oh, no. um I like no. over like the winter break was when I was talking to the hiring manager uh-huh. um and that's when we made the deal like she would save a spot if by the end of the next semester, right before the internship starts, if I can bring it up. Um, so she had a lot of faith in me because she wouldn't be able to hire someone after. Something. Uh, well, she saw because you said she had an interview with you, right? So she must have just gotten that vibe from you that you, you know, <laughs> would be a tenacious student. So is that internship after every summer part of like the program that you are in school? Not exactly, uh, kind of just the, like everyone in the department, you know, just kind of like responsible for trying to find a job if they can or do research um, after every summer. Um, it helps like going to university that's like well known for engineering when you apply for all these jobs. So actually, uh, freshman year, in addition to applying to NASA, I applied to 200 internships. 200? Yeah, actually, uh, a lot of people in the department know this about me, but I have this, like, massive Excel sheet where I keep track of where I've applied, what position, um, and then, like, what happened, like, interview rejected. Um, so it's 200 from year. I actually only got one interview, the NASA one. <laughs> so Interesting. Um, I bet all those other companies were, like, Ooh, we just <laughs> lost the NASA intern. Yeah. We're stupid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, wow. my gosh. Yeah. That's extensive. Like, that's, like, I mean, great idea. Like, great on you for for organizing in that way and for 
for Leslie noping. For Leslie noping. You just <laughs> Leslie noped that that situation. <laughs> but yeah, no, I definitely like, I think some people get discouraged about like, oh, I didn't get this interview. I didn't get this job. I didn't get this internship. And so for you to be persistent and do 200 of them, you know, yeah. get all of those no's back, but still make it to NASA. That is, that's very empowering to me. Mm. Dude, that's really cool. Yeah. I um, recently had to do an application process for something and there were two, two, I guess three applications and they were both about like seven pages long. And most of it was just like the same questions, like your name, your address and social security and stuff like that. And they sent me back uh, an email saying, oh, you just forgot this form. Please fill out this one other form. And it was like five or six pages. And I was like, I'm going to die <laughs> filling out forms forever <laughs> and then you really got 200 of these things and I can't even like do four <laughs> forms so yeah yeah that's inspiring <laughs> I know honestly sometimes I don't know I because I, I do it every year so sophomore year I also applied to like um around like 200 to 300 and then I did oh. it again last semester and I just get in this like zone where I like have like one computer open and I'm just like watching Netflix and then the other one I'm just applying applying looking at like googling every possible internship opportunity sending out emails to everyone I possibly know who could help me (laughs) but it is so exhausting (laughs) yeah yeah still get rejection emails like (laughs) every day almost because I've applied to so many things um that I'm just kind of like they like not even phased by them anymore I just like unlock my phone in the morning it's another rejection email and I'm like all right (laughs) hey if that's one way to beat discouragement I'm all for it (laughs) I'm all for it (laughs) oh my gosh my question now is so that was two years ago do you have to find a different place every summer or like what made you not go back or so um I I don't really know how NASA does this thing where they have like a pathways co-op and that's like a specific um, like you would apply specifically for that. And then those pathways interns are like guaranteed um, like rotations where they can come back to NASA. Um, And I was just a regular intern. So I wasn't like offered a return internship or anything I also I think I kind of expressed to them at the end that I didn't necessarily enjoy the work that I was doing I actually like I told myself after NASA that I didn't want to do software and then the (laughs) the next year those are the only interviews I could get because my resume is like totally software based because you know I had like taken these like CS classes, had this um, internship. So I ended up doing another software engineering internship last summer. And then this summer I'm, I got out, I'm doing systems engineering. (laughs) So we'll see how that goes. But yeah. And then I also didn't get, so some people do get like return offers to come back to the companies the next summer, but I kind of also want to spend my uh, summers learning about different places so I can figure out ultimately when I graduate um, like what's right for me so I like I worked at Collins Aerospace last summer but it's not really what I'm looking for for a full-time job or anything so I'm like glad to be exploring different places. (laughs) Does NASA have like do they hire interns into like a bunch of different categories or do they 
normally just do software engineering for their for their co-op or for their interns um could you get into like a different field or that's just kind of where you you were placed um so when you apply on the website uh you apply to like very specific they're like very specific listings for jobs so I think I actually applied to like a bunch of different ones um and then the software testing was the one I got the interview for um but I could have like I mean I have been like applying to like different ones at NASA um and of course there's actually only like one other intern in the department I was in and then most of the other interns that I met were doing like a bunch of different stuff but that's just like where I interviewed for so that's where I get like put so I'm thinking about this aerospace engineering and I like we understand like the general idea behind an aerospace engineering degree you know you got to make these things work and somehow yeah you gotta just a little glue and whatever um but if you have like your dream job and I know that sounds like cheesy and cliche but if you have your dream job then what does that look like what are you doing every day that's a good question. I've been thinking about this a lot, actually asking myself the same thing. I would say it's hard to define like an actual aerospace engineer. The great thing about like studying aerospace engineering is that it's actually really just um, like made up of all the other engineering parts. So, you know, you there's not many jobs that are actually titled, you know, aerospace engineer because you start to focus focus on things so there's people who do study aerospace and then they go into like avionics work which is more like electrical engineering and then people who do structural stuff and then you know people who end up doing like software testing or software development so I'm I'm thinking hopefully this summer will give me a good idea whether I like the system side of things because I ideally on day to day I would be working with team I love working with other people and other engineers um, whereas like software you kind of just you know do your own thing and I really like the idea of doing testing every day you know actually hands-on work because to me that feels like real engineering actually getting to like mess with hardware run tests look at the data and then fix things so testing and like systems integration is kind of what I'm looking at uh but you know of course I feel like I like so many different things you know one day I say that I want to do like guidance navigation control stuff one day I want to go back to software testing you know it's hard (laughs) haven't picked something that I think is just right for me yet (laughs) right yeah that's a question I think we we all struggle with (laughs) And you're still so young, like, I don't know, there's sometimes I talk to people that are a little bit older and have been through the engineering path and things change all the time. And, Mm -hmm. and we interviewed someone, uh, I think it'll be two episodes ago from, from this podcast, um, that she started out in organic chemistry and now she's doing art related things. So I don't know. And even Mr. Wald, she, she did math teaching. She's my former welding professor. Um, she was, oh, I guess that was two episodes ago in Laura's last episode. Yeah, yeah. And so she, in her 30s, started doing welding. And that's, like, her passion now, and it has been for, like, 13, 14 years. Yeah. And so could change, and yeah. maybe that's okay. I think 
think, yeah, us who are like ready to graduate, we, we want that perfect thing. You know, we're looking mm-hmm. for that soulmate job, but <laughs> I guess yeah. there's like different soulmate jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And you have a NASA under your belt already. Like, yeah, yeah. I, you be- I bet you you're going to go. that stupid kid from your college. <laughs> yeah. Harriet's going to go places. Yeah, <laughs> for places. sure. <laughs> so yeah, but, but that is exciting that you kind of have, or you kind of know at least a little bit of what you like and, and you're still learning, you're still doing internships and mm-hmm. I commend you for doing an internship like, like every single summer, like I, I know a lot of engineering students that maybe just do one internship, maybe before their senior year. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's really cool that like you're already jumping the gun freshman year, getting to know all this knowledge and mm-hmm. and yeah, that's going to definitely um, benefit you in the long run. So after, you know, doing our usual stalking, I looked at a few of the different things. I know you brought up the, what was the, the society? The Brooke. Owens. I yeah. did want to hear a little bit more about that. So, so you do your thing and then we'll ask you about that. Okay, yeah. So yeah. we saw we saw the Brooke Owens and then I also saw International Astronomical Federation and that you won something with a team. I was wondering if you could explain a little bit about that. I saw micro G device. Yeah. And that sounded super interesting. So I, I wanna hear about I wanna hear a little bit about that. I love talking about micro G. So I did my earlier I'm a part of this club Illinois Space Society uh, and so the club focuses on um, so it's like a completely student-led organization uh, through our aerospace department and uh, we have tech projects that you can get involved with every year and so every year we do this one called NASA Microg Next so it's a design competition hosted by NASA, NASA uh, Johnson Space Center the one in Texas and um, it's basically challenges students to design and build a tool for astronauts. So they give you the challenge. Um, so our year, which was my freshman year, so two years ago, the challenge was to design a tool that could uh, detect and mitigate sharp edges on the International Space Station handrails. So the International Space Station handrails are um, made out of aluminum and uh Sometimes, you know, when these little tiny uh, micrometeorites hit the International Space Station, they're going like really fast. They make little like punctures in the handrails. And sometimes they're too small to be seen, but they can rip an astronaut's glove, which is like obviously really dangerous. (laughs) So um, basically built a tool that kind of looked like a tape dispenser. Um, So NASA loves simple. So they didn't want us to do anything that was like, you know, use like infrared sensors or like anything too complicated because it's got to be something like easy that astronaut can use and it won't break. So ours had Velcro on the bottom. It was like a handle, had Velcro on the bottom uh, and we used Kapton tape. So we have, it was a handle designed specifically for the handrail. So it would like, astronaut could pull it along the handrail. Um, and it would snag on the sharp edges. And then it would dispense capped on tape, which is just like a really strong tape that's like waterproof, vacuum like proof, great for space. NASA loves it. Um, and basically they would just cover the handrail with that. Um, so it's like sort of a temporary fix, but simple to use. And so we were like accepted by the competition, um, got to build it, and then we got to travel to. Houston, Texas, to test the tool at the 
um, NBL, which is uh, the part of NASA where astronauts train underwater, which was like super exciting, super cool. We got to meet a bunch of astronauts, show them our tool. NBL divers actually brought it under the water and tested it on handrails um, designed to look like the International Space Station. Um, and so after that competition was over, our team felt like we weren't done yet. We were like so proud of our tool. This is so awesome. So we applied to present it at the International Astronautical Congress, which is essentially the biggest aerospace conference in the world. And it's hosted in a different country every year. So that year it was actually hosted in Washington, DC. So we applied to the student competition and we were accepted. So we traveled to DC in October of 2019. And that's where we presented the paper. We actually ended up winning the student competition part of the conference. And uh, that's also where I met Bill, Bill, Bill Nye. <laughs> so it was like, it was a super amazing experience because it's a huge conference. All these companies like Blue Origin, Lockheed Martin, North Grumman are there presenting things. So that, yeah, that was like a really unique experience. The club, we've never like, we were like the first people in the club to ever like apply to go to it. So it was amazing that we were accepted. Um, it was completely nerve wracking to present there. There actually weren't that many people in our uh, conference room. So <laughs> like talking to like mostly students um, and their advisors but yeah it was incredible that we were able to win the award congratulations yeah, really cool. yeah yeah that's exciting that's so exciting mm -hmm. and very uh, interesting about yeah. the device specifically yeah. yeah did you sorry I, I don't know if I missed it was this back when you were in high school or is this the, your early college days yeah this is um freshman year of college okay so the club that you is that the same club you were talking about that then you went to the conference in Alabama with and yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that's why I credit this club is um, like, I can't thank this club enough. Like I said, it's like completely student run. So it's all, it's like, we have some graduate students, um, but mostly undergrads working together to run these tech projects, um, lead the organization, sign up for all these conferences. And it's just amazing. Like, <laughs> I like I'm so thankful I joined it uh, because it's allowed me to not only gain like hands-on engineering experience but also network with people attend these conferences yeah and I would not have these experiences anywhere else really mm -hmm. yeah that's, that's so cool, cool. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah cool cool is another one of our ums we say cool way too much <laughs> but it really is it really yeah. is awesome <laughs> No, that's a, really congratulations on that. That's mm -hmm. that's really cool. Sarah, do you remember when I was like, hey, want to do this like NASA project? And then because I saw like NASA, like, I don't know if it's, the, a, it if the, it's the same project. The Venus rover. Oh, it was the Venus yeah, rover. The Venus rover. I, yeah, I told Sarah like, hey, let's do this. And then we, we didn't. In our defense, <laughs> a week later, it was COVID. It was like, yeah. It was like, yeah, shortly after that. Excuses, excuses. <laughs> no, <laughs> but... It should have made it easier for... <laughs> that we weren't in school, but... Um, but yeah. Yeah. So that, that's our experience with NASA. With, so yeah, far. with NASA is... Our experience with NASA is that we went onto their website, we almost <laughs> entered a competition, we did put it in an email, mm -hmm. and that is the whole... That's what... Yeah. That's yeah. What it's it. the thought that counts. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we Thanks. did think about it. <laughs> Thank you for encouraging us. Yeah. <laughs> 
fun fact, Jesus and I were on Mars right now. Jesus is Haley's oh, boyfriend. Yeah, Jesus is my boyfriend. He got me um the new the new rover that's on Mars. He got me you could print out like literal <laughs> tickets that say that they'll put your name on a disc in the rover. Mm. And so we're on Mars right now. So. Yeah, I actually, like, regret not doing that, getting one of those tickets. It's so cool. Yeah. I mean, it really doesn't mean anything, I guess, but it was a good anniversary gift. Right? Yeah. (laughs) I I remember when you asked me, Haley, if I wanted to go to Mars with you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I thought about it for a long time because I didn't know what that meant. (laughs) And my answer was no. My answer is I would not like to... And actually, I wanted to ask you, um, Harriet, so would you someday like to be an astronaut? So I think obviously that would be like super cool. My mentor for Brooke Owens is a former astronaut and talking to her is like, I'm like, I get like so starstruck. Like it's amazing. I'm like, wow, I'm, I feel like jealous. Like I would like to be an astronaut. But the thing is, I am like, I get so like motion sick. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way I could be an astronaut. I would be the worst astronaut ever. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, like, you um, practice, right? You could train and stuff. So maybe you could like take a lot of Benadryl and <laughs> sleeping on the sleeping on the yeah. on the rocket. Yeah. <laughs> and also, does she want to be on our podcast someday? Because <laughs> you'll have to bring on your mentor. Yeah, because yeah, next time I chat with her, I'll bring it up. I'll make her listen to the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, and we'll send you we'll send you links and stuff too so you can share sure um, yeah 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 that's cool um, would you ever like to be an astronaut someday i i think the the first question i have to ask myself is if i had the chance to go to space would i go that's that's easier yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I and think you're right. i i don't know i think i would be pretty scared i don't think i would do it i think i would have to do it with like people I know like every single person I know would have to come with me because I would work I'd be worried that we would go out too far into space at like the speed of light and then um sorry I'm like learning about this in a class right now but <laughs> we would go with the speed of light and then when I would come back everyone on earth would be super old and then oh, I would I didn't think about that <laughs> oh yeah have you guys ever seen interstellar yeah, yeah. what if that accidentally happened <laughs> we have like a whole exactly exactly so what if we end up in a bookshelf what if we end up in a bookshelf? that's my biggest fear is books <laughs> What about you, Sarah? What'd you go? Oh, you told you said I think my you, answer you, is no way. No. Yeah. I think of space the same way. So there's like a few things that I think of in this way. Space, underwater, and some other third thing, because <laughs> listing three things is better than listing two things. Um, fascinating. And actually I can relate to you, Harriet. When I was a kid, um, I liked drawing and art and different things like that too. Um and I really, really gravitated, get it, <laughs> to, um, like, the solar system and, like, the Milky Way spiral. And those are the things I really loved looking at pictures of and depicting. And I was, like, a, a Nova kid. And I, like, felt the same way about things underwater. But they're so scary to me. Like, so terrifying and beautiful mm-hmm. at the same time that... Yeah. I think I'd be less scared to go to space than go to the bottom of the ocean. Oh, oh no. About those two things. The ocean is actually, I would rather go to space than 
like dive into the ocean. The ocean is so scary to me. Oh, <laughs> guys, but it's on this planet. <laughs> it is still here. But we know we know so little about it still. Oh, but we know so much about space. We we know we know so much about I bet space. Harriet could tell us about all the things we know about space. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. Well, sorry. Yes. We, we didn't mean sorry to get a, into fight. a fight. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, fun fact, we don't live, we live states away from each other. So, this is the first podcast that we have done sitting next to each other. Yeah. Oh, really? That's so exciting. So, <laughs> so yeah. So you're a part of this moment with us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So actually, before we moved on too, I did want to know a little bit more about that Brooke Owens. Um, is it, so what does it mean to be part of that fellowship? Is it like an award? Is it a scholarship program? What is it really? So it's, um, I mean, it, it's like a fellowship, but through the fellowship, they help you get uh, a paid internship um, and the mentorship. So it's like intended for women and gender minorities in interested in aerospace. And that doesn't just have to be engineers. You know, there's like girls who study like journalism. But when you apply, you, once you become a semifinalist, you start interviewing with the companies so they list out the companies that um they partner with and then you interview with those companies and then ultimately if um for the finalists if the company decides they they guess like they rank the fellows like who they want and so um every fellow is like paired up with companies so i'll be working at northrop grumman through the fellowship um and so there's like other companies like spacex um all aerospace blue origin nasa although i think the nasa one is not engineering it's just like it's an incredible like organization um you can like it's, it's like in honor of like this woman brooke owens so if you go on the website you can like read all about her it was like started by her friends it's just like it's such a like wholesome community being a part of it is feels like so magical because um all the people involved are so supportive i you know unfortunately i like, haven't met that many uh, Brooke Owens besides or like Brooke Owens fellows besides the ones that went to U of I um, but I just virtually talked to um, one of the people in my class and like you know they're just talking to them they're like so supportive and so great it's like everyone in the organization is like super passionate about what they do um, and they're all like exceptional people when you apply to the fellowship you have to submit two essays and then one multimedia thing so I did a painting this year um and you know the essays like I, I like that their application they ask they have a prompt that says you know grades don't um say like don't tell us your story you know what is something like about you like separate from your GPA or like they it, they just give you the opportunity to talk about other things if there's a reason for having a low GPA, personal like things that make you who you are. And I like that they really value that everyone in their organization is not only passionate, but just like, exceptional person. I think this is really awesome. Like we're, we'll probably, ha we'll, we'll probably link the, the fellowship yeah. application because I think, you know, maybe there's some other people, other girls that, you know, this is, this is some, really something cool to apply for. Um, yeah, yeah. I see it linked here on your, your Instagram. Oh yeah. I do see the, the, so we'll they may have a page. Post that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, thanks for, yeah. Thanks for telling us more about it. 
yeah it's really great um i i just like i totally recommend like applying for it it's becoming like more and po- more and more popular every year more and more people apply which is like amazing because it really just offers so much mentorship and encouragement which i definitely think is like their main goal with it you know to help you know women and gender minorities especially um like you know advance and get that like executive mentorship and help them put themselves out there and like step foot into the like aerospace industry one of the things we wanted to be nosy and ask you is we we actually had a couple conversations trying to figure out where you were from because we have seen on your instagram that there are so many pictures of you like so many different places so do you mind talking to us about the places that you've gotten to see just briefly were you on like was that one big trip or do you go places regularly and so i'm like really fortunate because i have been to i think 20 countries uh, and i think i've been to almost like every u.s state i haven't been to alaska yet but um my parents actually my whole family is from australia so i've got my australian flag sitting behind me but i'm actually the only u.s citizen in my family so we go back to Australia as often as we can. Very expensive. It's like such a long flight that we don't get to go back as much as we'd like. But my grandparents and my cousins all live over there. So some pictures on my Instagram, I'm with like kangaroos and stuff. And then when I was growing up, my dad used to travel a lot, especially to Europe. So I actually lived in London for like three months over Uh the summer once that was in like 2008 so I was eight years old and then two semesters ago now in the spring of 2020 I studied abroad in Madrid and so that's where most of the recent pictures come from I traveled like every weekend spent all my like NASA money basically (laughs) uh, (laughs) all in Europe (laughs) went to Germany uh, London Paris Morocco, Austria, Hungary, but I like, I really love traveling. Obviously it's like difficult. I haven't traveled in a while because COVID, but um, that is like something I like hope to keep doing in the future. Um, Like see as many places all over the world as I can. And yeah, I met my boyfriend when I was studying abroad and we went on a lot of trips together. So we went to like Austria, Germany and Hungary together. And I was like, awesome experience is he is he from the united states and you just happen to meet him over there or is he also international yeah no he's from u of i actually we were in the uh, same study abroad program but i met him in madrid <laughs> so so weird <laughs> so i think we're gonna wrap up but before we do yeah. we have a, a fun, serious question for you. This is our okay. fun, serious question segment. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of machine would you be? Like, say you were turned into a robot overnight and you were made out of parts of machines. What kind of machine would that be? Yeah. And who would you belong to? <laughs> Wait, so. Let me just threw that in there. <laughs> All right. Let me think. Um so- like a library computer that's that's a good answer the library computer yeah i wouldn't even though i would like to go to space i probably would not be a rocket um because they Ooh. always get so damaged and they have to like get like burnt up and like go super fast okay i think i have an answer okay. i think i would if i were to be a machine 
I think it would be awesome to be a self-driving car because um, then I'd get to explore still and see a lot of things. And I personally love driving and I love being on the road. Um, and I also think it would be super cool to be an innovative, interesting, like still useful, but like exciting new machine. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'd get to see a lot of cool things. Yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. And you would help people that don't know how to drive. <laughs> <laughs> or don't want to know how or, to drive. Or don't want to know how to. <laughs> yeah. I think I thought of, I think I would be some sort of kitchen appliance, but I don't know what. <laughs> like a waffle maker. <laughs> but like a cool, like a cool waffle maker that when you make the waffles, it's my face. Mm, yeah, what do you think? I would eat your face on a waffle. Okay. <laughs> Um, I think, I think I'm going, going a little bit with Harry on this one, except I w- I don't think I would be a car. I think I would be, so one of my pipe dreams is to be like a train conductor. <laughs> yeah, while. I think I knew that. Yeah. It's like a thing of mine since I was little. And the reason for that is, okay, so my, my answer is I would be a train. Mm-hmm. And the reason for it is the same as my pipe dream of wanting to be a conductor is because there's something so fascinating to me about the idea of going where roads have never been and i just love that and i don't even know like where this memory is in my head is coming from but i remember seeing like a bunch of trains going through like these beautiful sceneries and you know there's not like necessarily a lot of people living there or like again as specifically no roads and i just think that is like very very fascinating so that's why i would be a train it's cool. Yeah. See new places. Except, I don't know. If you're a self-driving car, maybe you could go, like, different places. But maybe if I'm a train, then there's, like, a, a limited amount of places mm. that I would go. You're always going to be on that set path. Yeah. yeah. Got to get off the path. Stuck in a rut. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, well, let's, I'm sticking to my answer. Waffle yeah. maker, uh, train, and yeah. self-driving car. Maybe I'll upgrade my waffle maker. Maybe I'll be, like... One of those cool, like, Samsung fridges that, like, or I don't know if Samsung has a talking fridge, but I've seen it in, like, shows where it's like, a talking fridge, and you can, like, see what's on the inside, Ooh, and then, like, um, I don't know why I want to be a kitchen appliance, but I would, yeah, just something in there. I just, yeah. I do like to cook, so I like Don't to- feel ashamed about your dream. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. We, yeah. yeah. So. One day. One day. <laughs> well, anyway, Harry, thank you so much for being part thank of this. So sorry for our craziness. Am I sorry for it? I, no. I I do want you to know that we we care about your opinions, and yeah, we have really enjoyed having you today. Learning about it's 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 like it's interesting, you know. Social media. I feel like you could know so much and so little about a person at the same time because. I feel like it was cool finding those things out about like where you've been and uh, that you were a NASA intern. But the stories I think that came from that were behind those. And that's why when you mentioned the Brooke Owens thing and that they give you sort of a platform to talk a little bit more about like, okay, here's what's on paper, like a GPA, but here's like my explanation behind it. Or here's like who, who Harriet really is behind it. I think that was, that's what we've been finding in the podcast Mm -hmm. is like, we're learning so much about people and they're then in turn able to inspire us. So thank you for being an inspiration to us today. Yes. And thank you for being an inspiration to our listeners as well. We joked we have 25, but we're growing. We're growing. We've like 27. Uh, We've got like 27 now. Um, We, I, Syra and I were definitely motivated by the stories and your vulnerability. 
mm-hmm. um, in talking about your GPA because I think tenacity. <laughs> yes, because yeah, I, I think there's like a lot of people that get discouraged from like, oh, I can't work at NASA, I can't do this. Um, they get those rejections um, from internships or or whatever. And yeah, I just want to thank you for 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 inspiring people for for motivate. You definitely motivated me to go to apply to a bunch of things or I don't know yeah. or do whatever. So or follow your dreams or just like follow something that you know maybe someone thinks that you can't do, but you know you can. So yeah, I, yeah, we love that. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for having me. This was so fun. I'm sorry for being a little awkward, but <laughs> I love talking to you guys and this podcast is really great. Well, this doesn't have to be the end of the relationship. You know, mm-hmm. you know where to find us now. We know where to find you. And just because you were on here once, you know, things change, seasons change, experiences <laughs> grow. So maybe we can do it again sometime. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So thank you all for coming to our podcast. Our guest again today is Harriet Hunt. We hope you enjoyed getting to know her and we hope you enjoyed hanging out with Haley and I again. Um, actually, it's Haley and me. Oh, so and while we're next to each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. exciting. We're sharing a mic. Oof. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Too close to each other. Yeah. <laughs> but <Anyway>. we loved it. <laughs> Anyways. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope that you'll join us for the next one. The next one, we will have another guest. So get excited. Get excited, gang. Guess, guess, guess. All right. That's it. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.